Amen. Amen. All right, so Acts chapter 1. Let's check Acts chapter 1. Beautiful. So we, we have been looking at this for a while. Amen. And when they had entered, they went into the upper room where they were staying, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. This all continued with one accord in prayer, supplication, prayer and supplication with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. I think this was our climax last week. Are we correct here? Are we correct here? Now, the reason why this um, scripture is such a rich scripture is that here we see the infant state or stage of revival. We see revival at its infant stage, at the purest stage. And so... um, it is very naked. Uh, it's easy for us to see some of the principles that God will want us to see and want us to understand. Are we together here? And um, when we see these things and if we can allow the spirit of these things to find access into our hearts, then we would lead a life that is uh, uh, a life that is relevant, a life that is, um, a life that has quickening capacity. Are we together here? Our lives are not meant to be ordinary lives. They are meant to have power. There's meant to be conviction in your life, you know? In Acts, this same Acts chapter 1, we saw that when he gave the promise of the Holy Ghost, um, he said the effect of that baptism is that you will be witnesses of me, both in preaching, but particularly as per personality. Not just that you will witness of me, you will be the witness. Are, you together, are we together, friends? And that's when the Holy Ghost comes upon us, you are going to have a life that witnesses Christ. Are we together here? And um, as we keep growing in God and we keep functioning as we ought to function, our capacity of witnessing increases. Our, our resemblance of Christ increases and the, the uh, validation of the spirit that our life produces increases. Are we together here? So the Christian man ought to be strong, powerful, or to, um, or to reveal Christ um, naturally. Are we together, friends? Now, this don't mean that we don't have challenges. In fact, we have challenges. It's part of what the Lord told us. We have two challenges. We have the challenge that everybody has, and then you now have the challenge because you are a child of God. So we have another challenge you, another challenge you. Another challenge you. <laughs> so we have challenges. Are we together here? But be of good cheer. Are we together here? Because we already have victory in Christ. Are we together with me, friends? And so if you think that 
these challenges are too much. You just welcome. Uh, there are going to be challenges. It's from victory to victory, glory to glory. If, if, you, if, if you want victory, then you're going to have to pass through challenges. You will have to pass through challenges. You must learn to hear God in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the fire. You must learn to hear God when things are not rosy. Huh? You know, um, it's not every time. Most times it won't be rosy. I tell you the truth. It will be rosy inside, but it won't always be rosy outside. That's the truth. If anybody told you otherwise, the person will be telling you a big, a big lie. Are we together here? We are more than conquerors. If you check the terminologies used to describe us in scripture, they are terminologies of battle. And um, we are the only ones privileged to still be fighting. Those who are not saved have, have already been captured. Are we together here? And so don't compare yourself to, to one who is captured. If the sword is still in your hand, it means you are not yet in the enemy's prison. And so don't think those who are not fighting are enjoying. No, they are, they are already captives. Are you together with me? Uh, so, so um, um, we need to understand that, but there is a victory in the challenge, and there is a victory after the challenge. Are we together here? It, it, it leads us to triumph. Are we together here? Uh, always, always. He causes us to triumph always. Are my friends here? Have you told the person on your right, on your left, that you're happy to see them? Or you don't have time? You don't have time for frivolities. <laughs> Are we together here? Praise God. Let me just read few scriptures to you. I will read Second Corinthians chapter two, but let me read chapter four to you. Um, we'll start from verse six. Second Corinthians four verse six says that for it is for it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have these treasure in what? In earthen vessels. That the excellency, the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. So the, the, the treasure is always in earthen vessel. So, so your value is not in your vessel. Your value is in the treasure. That, that is in the vessel. Many a times we value ourselves from the, tr- from the what? Vessel. And the, and the vessel is ethen. The word ethen is weak. Huh? Yes, it's weak. It's, it's, it's of clay. 
The vessel is not spectacular. Huh? But God has chosen to put treasure in it. Huh? So if you, if you judge yourself by the weakness of your vessel, you will not be doing justice because the treasure is in what? Is an earthen vessel. And the reason is so that it will be, it will be obvious that the power is of God. That's the reason for that. Are we here? So God downgraded the vessel so there will not be argument on who did it. He downgraded the vessel. He reduced the vessel that amplified the treasure. Are we together here? So that you can learn not to look to yourself. Now let's see this, the, this, the testimony of the writer of this particular um, um, book, the next verse. We are hard pressed on every side. Huh? We are hard pressed. Hard pressed. Like did it chop our eye? <laughs> hard pressed. That's what he said. On every Zawon Wagidi. There's there is squeeze us. That's what I say. Well, they require born again. They can't speak in tongues. They don't. They don't care about our calling. One wagidi, hard pressed, and nobody is some side. Every side, but there's still a miracle. For some strange reasons. We are not crushed. That, that is the pointer to the fact that perhaps there is something else sustaining this weak vessel. The vessel is weak, but we are, we are finding out that it is pressed in a way that it should have crushed. But still yet, it's not. So, so, so actually, it is the content that is keeping the container. It's a mystery. Normally, the container is the one keeping the content. But this one is not like that. It is the content keeping the container. It is what is inside us that is keeping us. Not, not, not we keeping what is inside us. Now, in the world, you keep something inside something. And, and, and then what is outside protects what is in. But in Christ, it's not like that. This is... Greater is he that is, that is that is in us. Are you with me? So when you when you see the weakness of your vessel, don't be traumatized. Because what is inside you is more powerful than, than what is around you, what surrounds you. So it says they don't send us. <laughs> are you too? how many of you thought the enemy will send you because you are because you are born again. The enemy is not going to send you. Demons will still try to attack you. Yeah. Huh? Yes. After you have said you are the righteousness of God. I was, I was talking to somebody. I said, we need to pray some prayers. Deal with some things. I said, because the enemy knows the Bible. But he doesn't obey it. Yes. Satan is not obedient. Yes. So if you think because you know something. Your adversary does not obey what you know. 
So you have to enforce. It's not enough to just say new creation realities. If you don't enforce it, Satan knows about the new creation, but he's behaving as if he does not know it. <laughs> See, he still wants to hold your destiny. He still wants to hold your glory. I'm telling you, so all these people praying, anybody holding my glory, don't think they don't hold people. They see all people's glory. You <laughs> see, it's not a New Testament prayer. They see old New Testament believer glory. Tobacco glory is zealous. Oh, I hold it. I'm telling you, Tobacco glory is zealous. Oh, my old glory is the devil does not sort. Like a born again glory or the big glory 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 Oh my glory You get it? So it's not an obedient Satan. Now, you have to be the one to say, that's my glory, get out in Jesus' name. If you don't send him away, he's not, he's not obedient. He's not obedient. In fact, the Bible says that you believe in God, that Satan too believes in God. <laughs> that's New Testament. It said you believe in God. It said even Satan believes in God. The only difference is he does not obey God. But he believes in God. He's not living in obedience until God says, stop up, but when he's doing what you look at God, God doesn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. So when you notice some things, you had better go into prayer and settle it and don't fall into the sin of presumption. Yeah. Demons can hold your money. Demons can hold your money. Yes. That's why you see once or twice in a year we do 21 days prayer. We do 25 days prayer. So that Ogolo go In case of a case city. And there's no time we did it that we don't get miracles. I'm telling you, he's a bad devil. If you don't pray, if you don't... Listen, one in that believer no far. Yes. Yes. Your leg would just swear. You won't know why. You find that it's your last trip to the village. They don't used to check believers' leg, unbeliever leg. Everybody learned Talofa. You are the one that will say, it can't have my own leg. You will enforce it. Yeah. That's the difference. If you don't enforce it, are we together here? We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted. Ah. Who wants to tell me the meaning of Persecuted. It's English word. It's not. It's not Greek. Kilo shiwo. Kilo shiwo to wagibre. Oh, ilodiye, ilodiye. So, to watelo washet. Persecuted. 
Eh? Inflict pain. Ah. Tomike, he did not enter. Ah, Tomike, just let another person. Let another person. Let another person. Eh? Eh? Hostile treatment. Arrest. So actually, the purpose of persecution is to make you feel forsaken. When you are persecuted, you feel forsaken. You feel alone. You feel you will feel ostracized. You see, so they were persecuted from without, but from within, they knew they were not forsaken. So it means that I can have a sense of acceptance that is not even without at all. And everybody can say no to me. And there is a loud yes in me. Everybody can say no. But inside me is a loud yes. That's what we live by. You see... One of the, one of the, uh, the, one of the uh, giftings or the, the blessings that come with the apostolic office, the major thing that comes with the apostolic office is suffering. Yes. When you look at, when, let me look for that scripture where Paul was talking about his apostolic is apostleship. What he reeled out were his sufferings. That's the, that's the mark of apostleship. That's, if you want to be an apostle, one of the things you must be at home with is suffering. Yes. It's, it's, the, it's the all mark. Are my friends here? It's suffering. And then one of the part of that suffering is rejection. Yes. That's why when you read the writings of Paul, okay, okay, go back, uh, back, back, track it, please. When you read the writings of Paul, you will find out that many times he will begin to write about those who have left him. Have you seen that? Like a baby. <laughs> he will say, this person has left me. It's only Timothy that is with me. This person has left me. Now, even this particular book, First Corinthians and Second Corinthians, aside from putting the church straight, one of the, things he wrote, one of the reasons he wrote this book was because this church was already, some people had already come into this church to take over this church. Yeah. And um, they were already operating like the authority over this church. This was where he said, uh, I'm going to be like a fool, but let me also pr- talk about my own apostleship. Are we together here? Yes, sir. Are my friends here? Yes, sir. Now, we have to study the Bible like this. 
Because you can know scripture that solve your problem, but not have the wisdom of God. For you to have the wisdom of God, you have to be holistic in understanding. Are we together? So Bible study is beyond uh, being topical. Beyond topics, we have to look at events, history. In all of those events and activity, are we together here? We can glean the wisdom of God. Are you blessed? Now, let's go to chapter 11. The person on the, this thing is not my, is not my partner. He's an, is not working for me, so I'll help myself. Are we together here? Now, let's go to chapter 11. Let's start from verse 5. For I consider that I am not at all inferior to most of the what? Evident apostles. Can you see? You apostle Paul. See him draggy. He said, I consider. Huh? Start from verse 1. Oh, that you will bear with me in a little folly. And indeed, you do bear with me. Are we together? For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. Eh? For I have betrothed you to one husband. Now, this is spiritual fatherhood. Are you listening here? That I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. What he was saying was that I'm the one who took you guys. I was the one who took you to to having a personal relationship with God. I was the one who ignited that thing. I, I betrothed you to one husband. That I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. This spiritual fatherhood. Uh, is the opening of a soul to the personality of Christ. That's, spiritual, that's what spiritual fatherhood is. That, that God uses his, his, his apostle to open you up to, and that opening locked you with Christ. Where you can say, I know Christ. Or, I know the Christ I want to know. That experience is is core to the conversation called spiritual fatherhood. But I fear less somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness. So your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Are we together here? Are we together here? Now, how did the serpent deceive Eve? Who was telling me how? Just random. Just say whatever you want to say. With words? Questioning what the Lord was saying. Cunningness. 
is the cunningness. Are we together here? Conversation outside the order. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why? So your mind is corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So immediately that happens, what enters into your soul is confusion. Simplicity vanishes. This was what was being done to this church. All right? For if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, So Paul was telling this church that everybody's preaching for you to accept it must be in alignment with the one I preached. Are we making sense here? He said, they are preaching, it has to be the one we preached. It cannot be the Jesus that we didn't preach. And sometimes what sways us is that we are hearing what we have not heard before. Sometimes you're excited that you are hearing what you have not heard before. Your soul sometimes likes to hear what you have not heard before. But Paul is saying, no, if you have not heard, if I have not said it. Are we preaching here? Or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you may well up, you may well up put up with it. For I consider that I'm not an inferior. I'm not at all inferior to the most eminent apostles. Even though I am untrained in speech, yet I'm not in knowledge. But we have been thoroughly manifested among you in all things. Did I commit sin in humbling myself that you might be exalted? So Paul found out that the reason why these other apostles could step in was that Paul was humble. Yes. Paul said, if I had done like great man of God, you will not do me this rubbish. Yes. Do you know, a lot of us find it easy to respect great man of God. Yes, sir, sir. And you will not respect the one that is not great. Like me, like this, I'm not a great man. <laughs> That's why you disrespect me every time. Yeah. But if I buy my castle can... <laughs> and this, and, you know, walk in a different way. And line up like 25 protocol. <laughs> I say, Kai, that man, eh? If you see the, whenever he enters, the presence that comes with him. <laughs> but when I go, you're not sure whether this is a Jerry pastor or his fella or is it just. just... <laughs> so I'm saying to you, did I commit sin? <laughs> <laughs> this is not funny. Yeah, I will laugh at you. I'm rebuking you. You are laughing. That you might be exalted. Ooh. So, there is something about the humility of Paul. It hastens the growth of the people. That anytime you go to a setting where the preacher is too exalted, the people will not grow. So, we need to choose who do we want to grow. Should we exalt the ministry gift? And the people remain small. Or, so it means that whenever the, the eldership is, is natural, this, there is speed in congregational growth. Yeah. Because I preach the gospel of God to you free of charge. 
I remember one prophet we were meant to invite here, and then the bill he put on me. <laughs> In dollars. <laughs> it was a stylish way. They didn't bill me directly, but they bill me. He <laughs> In dollars. I could pay it, but so far you bill me, you must give me receipt. <laughs> and if I ask for receipts, they will say I'm rude. But you can't bill me and, and I won't ask for receipts. I'll ask for receipts and expiry date of the product that, that I'm purchasing. <laughs> and that particular dollars, I've, I've not given my spiritual father before. Because he humbled himself. I will now go and carry someone and give the money I'm not giving my spiritual father. I said no. So I canceled the meeting and carried that same dollars. The same exact dollars. I wanted to sow it as a seed and give to my spiritual father. I said, I'm satisfied. Now I don't need receipt. The receipt will manifest in my life. And the life of my family, the life of my ministry. What a baby libo me. Bible that please, you know. I don't have plans to pay anybody that will build me for the gospel. No plans. No plans. Did I commit sin in humbling myself that you might be exalted because I preached the gospel of God to you free of charge? I robbed other churches taking wages from them to minister to you. So there were other churches that were sponsoring this work in the Corinthian. You see, anytime you see ministry, know that a lot of money is, is going. Don't, don't, don't be naive. Anytime you see church, don't just think there is. You know, sometimes people see church and wondering what are we using money for. <laughs> Whenever you see people gather, even if they are two or three, money's been, yeah. Between now and December, we are never. We are not going to spend between now and December. We won't spend less than twelve to fifteen million from now and December, and that's only for meetings. Yes. Don't be quiet. I'm not collecting. I'm not saying you should bring the money. I'm just saying. I'm not about to raise any of you. Bible will preach. When I was present with you and in need, I was a burden to no one. For what I lacked, the brethren who came from Macedonia supplied. And in everything, I kept myself from being burdensome to you. And so I will keep myself. As the truth of Christ is in me, no one shall stop me from this boasting in the regions of Achaia. Why? Because I do not love because I do not love you, God knows. But what I do, I would also continue to do that I may cut off the opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are the things of which they boast. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves. Huh? Are we together here? For such are what false apostles. 
Now, what's a, who is a false apostle in this context? A false apostle is one who is desiring fruit in places where he didn't plant. That's a false apostle. Who's desiring fruit and authority in places where what? They didn't sow. So, what Paul was saying is that, no, we planted here. We are the ones who sowed here. We are the ones who betrothed you to Christ. But some people have stepped in and then they have used manogoism. Are you together with me? Or whatever they could use to sway you. And Paul says, no, because I was humble doesn't mean that I don't have authority. Now, transforming themselves into apostles, why do they need to transform themselves? Because they are never apostles. Why do we know they are not apostles? They don't have fruits of apostleship. What are the fruits of apostleship? One, suffering, suffering for Christ's sake, and two, laying down your life for others to be exalted. A true apostle will lay down his life for others to be what? To be exalted. It's not about him. It's about the growth and the betterment of, the, of others. Are my friends here? Yes, sir. Let's read. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Why does Satan do that? Because if Satan remains Satan, you will not follow him. So Satan has to be nice. Therefore, it is no great thing if he ministers also, if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose hand will be according to their works. I say again, let no one think me a fool. If otherwise, at least receive me as a fool that I also may boast a little. What I speak, I speak not according to the law, but as it were foolishly in this confidence of boasting. Seeing that many boast according to the flesh, I also will boast, for you put up with fools gladly. Since you are wise in yourself, that's that thing. It's It's not saying they are wise. You put up with what? You, you put up with, gladly with fools. Are you seeing this teaching here? For you put up with it if one brings you into bondage, if one divorces you, if one takes from you, if one exhorts himself, if one strikes you on the face. You like it hard. You just love it hard. If somebody gives you tally and say you are number 855 before you can see me, the day you go, you are serious. Wow. Are you together with me? But the one that you can just enter his office, you don't like that one. That one, you can find it easy to despise. But the one that is difficult, the one that doesn't talk too much, does okay. <laughs> so, what... What are your challenges? The Lord bless you. Now, it does not talk like that at home. When he's talking with his children, they are very playful. So, okay. <laughs> you put up with it if one brings you into bondage. If one divorces you, if one takes from you. I tell you the truth, this is very normal. This is what most people and most of you do. I tell you the truth. It's a natural thing. Let's read. For our shame, I say that we were too weak for that. But in whatever, but in whatever anyone is bold, I speak foolishly. I'm bold also. 
Are they Hebrew, so am I. Are they Israelite, so am I. Are they seed of Abraham, so am I. Are they missiles of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. I am more. He's saying the people you are even that are deceiving you, I'm way better than them in everything. In labels, can you see? More abundant. In stripes. In stripes, above measure. Now, these are the marks of apostleship. In labors, more abundant. That's apostleship. In stripes, above measure. In prisons, more frequently. In deaths, often. <laughs> so you see this thing that the rabbi says, Abokuri is not, is not. There are some people turn to Kuri. Paul is one of them. Not faint. Paul has died before because of the. He died, resurrected, continued. Now, that's the fruit of apostleship. Yes, sir. Those are the things you should look at. Yes. Go, but no, stay there. 23. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. I am more. Ministry flows through me more than all these people. In labors, more abundant. Now, you have to find out who are the people laboring over your life. Now, not who are the people speaking grammar. Who, who are the people really laboring? Now, those are your apostles. Yeah. Who, who are taking stripes? Prisons more frequently. Deaths often. For the, from the Jews, five times I received 49 stripes minus one. That's 39. 40 stripes, Abi, minus one. That's 39. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day, I have been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of waters, perils of robbers, perils of my own countrymen, perils of Gentiles, perils in the city, perils in the wilderness, perils in the sea, perils among false brethren. Now this is now this is ministry. This is ministry. And I can tell you many of these, some of us have gone through it. Many of these have gone through it. Many times we're not sure we'll, we'll get back home. Yes. We have lost four tires on journeys four. Yeah. The person who said he'll be with me all through, through the journey is in the US now, he has gone. <laughs> That's my driver. Yes. Bola's boyfriend. Yeah. He vowed that he will be with me. He will go through the thing. He will serve me. He will serve me. Whatever I go. After a while, I say his visa is out. I said, what about, what about the work of the ministry? He said, what about the ministry? He has left me. My covenant brother, uh, DG. He has gone. Live streaming now. <laughs> yeah. A lot of perils who have gone through. And perils who will go through. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the mark of apostleship. Yes, you are not for comfort. Yeah. You are not here for comfort. 
You are here to get the job done. If God gives you comfort, you are grateful. But you are here to get the job done. In journeys often perils of waters, perils of robbers, perils of my own countrymen, perils of Gentiles, perils in the city, perils in the wilderness, perils in the sea, perils among false brethren. In weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Besides the other things, what comes upon me daily? My deep concern for all the churches. My, if you have deep concern for all the churches, where, where is the space for your own life? My deep concern for all the churches. Friends, people don't understand these things. People don't understand these things. Some people fight you that you don't have time for them, but they don't understand the, the deep concern of the churches. Deep concern for the churches. This is unnatural. It's God that works this. Deep concern for the churches. We are thinking about things people are not thinking about. Concerned about things people are not concerned about. Planting churches in strange places that people don't even think there's meant to be a church there. Sacrificing all for the gospel. I mean all. I'm talking about all for the gospel. Everything for the gospel. Let's read. Who is weak and I'm not weak? Who is made to stumble and I do not burn with indignation? If I must boast, I will boast in the things which concern my infirmity. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is blessed forever, knows that I am not lying. Are we together? Let's still read. In Damascus, the governor, under Aretas, the king, was guarding the city of of the Damascenes with a garrison, desiring to arrest me. But I was let down in a basket through a widow in the wall and escaped from his hands. It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man, let's, let's even finish this. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know, whether out of the body I do not know, God knows, such a one was caught up in the third heaven. And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. How he was caught up into the paradise and heard inexpressible words which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one I will boast, yet of myself I will not boast, except in my infirmities. For though I might desire to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will speak the truth. But I refrain, lest anyone should think of me above what he sees me to be or hears from me unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me. A messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weaknesses. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of God may rest upon me. Are we together, friends? Yes, now, let's go back to our scripture 
2 uh, Corinthians chapter 4. Don't worry, we are going to a good place. Uh, the weight of God will rest upon your soul. Amen. We have a good promise tonight. And uh, we, are entering, we are ending with a powerful encounter with the Lord. Amen. Do you believe that? Yes, I said, do you believe that? Yes, yeah. Just believe God. So, we are reading, I was showing you about how the treasure, the vessel is weak, but the treasure is powerful. Huh? Perplexed, but not in despair. Give it to me, please. The next verse. Persecuted, not for, so I was talking about the apostleship. They all mark the, the fruit of apostleship is persecution, perils, sufferings. Eh? An apostle is a man that carries, because you see, the, the suffering is important. Because the suffering is how God separates you from the, from the, from the, uh, the consolation of men. God doesn't like his apostles to be too attached to men. It's a, it's a very dangerous job. You see, because you are sent to men, but yet God will not want you to get your validation from men. Yeah. Why? That is important because if you get your validation from men, your visions of Christ will not be clear. Yeah. Are you, I'm pretty here. Yes, so you need to know Jesus. Are we here? Yes, In the clearest form. Because you are meant to give men Jesus. So it's a very, you know, what, what apostles love the most is souls. And at the same time, what it would experience rejection from souls. Because that rejection, God will use it to get him to know Christ. Am I preaching here? Now, if this is the, the experience of the apostolic office, know that it will be the experience of the believer. It is just heightened in the apostolic office. Whatever you see in the fivefold ministry is what God will spread generally. Yes. Are we preaching here? Yes, but some people will just have it in a... Uh, because the apostle must see Christ. And that's why you will see that when Apostle Paul had his experience and his encounter, he also had to be separated from the apostles of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. Are you together with me? So that he can know Christ outside what is known in Jerusalem. And then when he came to Jerusalem, they didn't understand all his revelation, but they understood that it was God that sent him because they know how to feel Jesus. Because the apostles of the Lamb know Jesus. But not only the apostles of the Lamb, the hallmark of, of mature apostolic ministry is ability to discern Christ. Are you with me? The apostle must know Christ in spirit form and in vision form, but most importantly, in spirit form. And that's why one of the qualifications of the apostle is that he must have seen the Lord. Now, to see the Lord is not just to see him in a vision, but it's to see the construct of Christ formed in your soul. Are we preaching here? Now, this is, might not be very interesting, but this is so important. What I'm teaching right now is so important to your work with God. So, sometimes you go through rejection because there is a calling on your life to be accepted in Christ. You are rejected in the world because you are meant to be accepted in the spirit. So, you see that rejection has a very powerful effect on the soul. 
It's very damaged. You see, if there's anything all of us don't hate, all of us hate with our lives, it's rejection. Even if when you say you don't send anybody, it's because you really send somebody. Rejection is very, it's very damaging. Don't, <laughs> it's very damaging. I'm telling you, the damage of rejection is even more than you know it. You see, but God wants to fill those spaces. And that's why many times God allows it. Am I preaching here? So persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord. Now after this scripture, you are going to give me about uh, two scriptures. In this same place, you are going to give me the scripture about how you might have many father, many instructors, but just one father. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. So then, death is working. Can somebody say death is working in us? Death is working in us. Huh? But what? But life in you. So you see, if you are meant to minister life, God will take you through death. Are we together here? Why does God take you through death? Because when God takes you through death, then you have hope of his resurrection. When you go through death, God has to come and resurrect you. Now when you have experienced resurrection, then you can minister life. You see, because ministry is not, the least part of ministry is good preaching. The least, the lowest form of ministry is good preaching. The real ministry is is the weight of God in a life. Landing on another, bringing the other to life. I'm, I'm preaching, don't change people. Am I preaching here? The preaching don't change people is the, is the portion of life that is contained in that preaching. And that portion has nothing to do with the depth, supposed depth of the preaching. Are you together with me? You see, it is what you don't know that is difficult to explain. It, it is what you don't know that is what difficult to explain. Uh, because of the children, lady, I'm going to go and swim so that I can, you know, be a responsible father, you know, those kind of things. So I'm learning how to swim. Now, the person teaching me is a great swimmer, but he's a woeful teacher. He <laughs> will just enter the pool, he say, just like this. He <laughs> said, just like this. So when I do just like that, I'm usually buried in the sea. It's just, it's just like this. I say, like how? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I had to look very closely to find out. There is a technique. There is a technique. Are we together here? Until it's simple, you don't know it yet. Until it's simple. There's, there's wisdom, there's knowledge, there's understanding. The highest is understanding. Yes, knowledge is the lowest. Wisdom is very important. You see, you don't even need knowledge to have wisdom. Yes. 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 
but it's those who have understanding that spread wisdom. Yes. Huh? That's what the Bible says. Wisdom is the principal thing. But in order to get in, if you can do, if you can go for that, get understand, understanding. But you see, if you wait for understanding before you move in life, understanding is for. I write to you, fathers, because you know him that has been from the beginning. Young men, you are strong. It's okay. But fathers know who have been from the beginning. They have understanding. Because the beginning is where it started from and how it started and why it started. There is something happening today. I'm serious. It's a, it's a different service today. Yeah. Let's read a little more. And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what... Okay, let's, let's leave it here. So, death works in us, but because we go through death, then you experience life. Are we together, friends? So, come. Come, brother. So, you can see that God will start with Bible study, but it will end with life experience. You see, your real impartation moments... Oh, don't be too stiff. <laughs> You are blessed. I'm trying to move the guy. I'm the one moving. But it's how I should use it. So after you have done the Bible study, then God will take you through an experience. <laughs> Mad Tom is a good Tom. <laughs> when God takes you through the experience, that's the real process. Yes. And the real time the impartation is about to happen. Yes. Now, many of us have good times when we're reading Bible study. But when we are now going through life experience, we want to die. Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Not knowing that all the things you read, the time to now implant them in your soul is the life experience. See, see, real Christianity is not what's going on here. It's when you leave. It's when you leave. But when the real Bible study now wants to start, you see, this one is, is men that are doing their own. When God wants to start his own, he will use lies. You know, unto us a boy, a child, a child is born to us, his son is given. The Pharisees have been saying the prophecy, a Messiah, God is going to raise a Messiah, brother. When the Messiah came, they carried stone. When the Messiah came, they carried stone. God, I want to mature. I want to be like Christ. I want to do that. I want to be like you. I want to be there to myself. Then he gave you a husband. He gave you a husband. I said, oh, what's this? What kind of marriage is that? Uh, you want to be like me. Say, God, I want to be you, Lord, you, Lord. I want not me, all but you, not me. I don't want to, not me, none of me, all of you. The only way that can be manifested is in marriage. Then you just 
say, okay, I'll give you marriage. You get married. And then you find out all of you. Very small of him. So be careful what you are praying about. You are setting life experience for yourself. God is asking, you mean him, you mean him. Oh God, prune me, walk in me. Oh, do you think he will prune you in the service? Say, oh Lord, prune me. I want to be dead to say, oh Lord, take away impurity. Take away impurity. Take away impurity. <laughs> what's that? What's that song? Say, take away impurity. <laughs> what's that song? Give me your fire. Take away impurity. Now, he's not going to take it away in the service. Jose, are you, you mean it? All right, okay. He's waiting for you outside. He's not going to take it away. In the, you thought he would take it away in the service? No! And the Lord is known on the streets and the roads and the offices at homes. Yeah. Are we together? Yes, sir. Let me just quickly talk the scripture you showed about the fatherhood and check to us two other scriptures and we're joining, we're going somewhere. I'm seeing the map. We're just... Don't, don't bust yet. Wait. wait. Calm down. We'll get there. We're on a journey, a beautiful journey. Now, let's go to verse 1. Let's start from verse 1. We'll get here. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by, or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. For I know of nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this. But he who judges, judges me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the heart. Then each one's praise will come from God. Now, these things, brethren, I have figuratively, figuratively transferred to myself and Apollos for your sakes, that you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against the other. For who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? You're already full. You're already rich. You have reigned as kings without us. And indeed, I could wish you did reign that we also might reign with you. For I think that God has displayed us the apostles last. You remember that teaching? As men condemned to death. 
Yes, are you seeing it? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, apostle is not big name. Those who really know it, what it means, will not add it to their name. I say, let people not know. Let me not attract devils. Say, oh, apostle, Father, maybe it's death now that we are doing for this one. Let's kill them. For we have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake, but we are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are dishonored. To the present hour, we both hunger and thirst. We are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless. And we labor, working with our own hands, being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we endure. Being defamed, we entreat. We have been made as the filth of the world. The offscoring of all things until now. I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. Another, another version says you have only one father. That's, that's the meaning of you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. And this, you see, a lot of you are too westernized. And so sometimes when you are trying to sound deep, you are just sounding American. You are not sounding scripture. You are, you are a western person. Okay, you know, I've heard people say, you know, I'm a man of many streams. You are, not, you are not deep. You are, you, you are unstable. Yes. Very. I'm out many deeps. You know, I connect to many flows. You are unstable. <laughs> and those who taught you those things are also unstable. Yeah. How many apostles wrote letters to the Corinthian church? One. Are we together with me here? Now, that one has a company, but it's one. Yes. Am I preaching here? Yes. You see, I see, I see some of you, your brains are just, your brains have been so traumatized that as I'm bringing this scripture, you are, you are troubled. And it's not my fault. It's not the scripture troubling you. It's that the scripture is awakening the trouble that has been resident. You have been troubled before you came. So it's not like I'm confusing you. I'm just bringing out the confusion that had always been there. But you have been used to it. So you think you are okay. Are we together here? And if you continue being confused, I will continue insulting you. Because right now I'm abusing you. Are we together? Yes, sir. Are you enjoying this insult? Yes, sir. I can't hear you. For this reason, I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of what? My ways. So if Timothy wants to teach that day, he will say, all right, today the topic is, let's learn about the ways of Paul in Christ. Yes, sir. Now, if you teach that now in this local Lagos, say, ah, you are teaching about men. Shut up. He said, Timothy will come and teach you about my ways in Christ. You see, because God, we could not know him until he became a man. When, when God is to be revealed, God is not in the spirit, he's in men. The word had to become flesh for us to receive him. The reception of the word is possible when it's formed in someone. 
So what does God do? He takes his people, he strips them, he changes them, he blesses them, and make them examples. And that is how people can have speed to know God. Are we here, friends? It is, it is accurate to look at someone who looks like what you see in scripture and say, I want to be like this person. How many of us, how many of us learned how to drive cars by just, Sometimes you just look at, sit down beside somebody and you're looking at it and after a while you picked it, you got it. Yeah. There is, it's more powerful than the amount of textbooks on how to drive. Yes. Do you know things are very difficult in, on paper yes. until you see somebody do it. Yes. Very difficult. You know, those of you who went to chemical, who studied chemical biology or chemical, they say, you know you can't make soap. Yes. But there is a woman, there is, there is a woman that did not go to school. She will make soap. Now, you can do the diagram. You will draw diagram. You will do like this. You do like this. Maintain. Uh, maintain. Maintain. But you cannot make the soap that will cure your eczema. But, but, but there is one shukura somewhere. She has, she can make soap that can turn an African to a Mexican. Yes. <laughs> she didn't go to school. Because she saw somebody do it. And that's why there has not been any system that has raised millionaires like the Igbo learning market system. The Olodo boy didn't go to school, just came from the village. He just stayed in shop with his oga. He just stayed there. After some years. Now, you went to... you, you, You did economics... In secondary school, you went to university, you studied economics, econometrics, you have masters, MBA, everything. You cannot, that's why I don't like people who just talk, talk. You can't know anything. Your, your business is not doing anything. It's just, it's just, you just, you are talking brandy, brandy. You, you, you did not say three. You did not say three things. If you can go to the Mama Eko, she will tell you. She has sent eight children to university. She can't, there are some people selling pepper. If you know what they have done, they have built house. They built one in Shagamo, built one in this day with pepper money. They know how it, how it runs. They started since they were six years old. They were sending them around. That way they knew how to do the thing. Because they saw a man. Why is Nigeria bereft of leaders? Because we go to leadership school. Without seeing real leaders. How many real leaders have we seen? We don't know. We don't have real leaders. We thank God for the president, but he's not a a real leader. Jire Sonwulu is not a real leader. Can you remember anything he he has done that is phenomenal? No. We don't have have leaders. Nothing inspiring. Some of the few leaders we have in this country, in this continent, people like Mandela. It's not what they said, it's what they did. Are we together here? Suppose this Timothy will come and tell you how I get it done. And it will be faster that way. It will be faster. Are we here, friends? Okay, give me 10 more minutes. Let me now go back to Acts chapter 1. And show you all this is I'm saying in Acts chapter 1. Verse 14. 
This all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of his disciples. This was where I wanted to start from last. I finished last week. I said it would take me some hours. I've not even been able to start today. Because we needed to ride and arrive here. Because I picked Paul as an icon. But looking at this revival, this was when Paul came in. The one I read was when Paul came in. But before Paul came in, it, in those days it was Peter that stood. Why? God will always need an example. So in those days, Peter stood up. That standing is not just physical standing. He's talking about the authority. He was the one who expressed. Have you noticed that all your, really, all your journey with God, all the moments of revival amongst friends, one person always stands out. Yes. Have you noticed? One, yes. There's one person all of us we know is our mate, but it's not our mate. Yes. Every time. Yes, there is no revival you went through amongst friends that nobody told us who is our Oga. Yes. We didn't have to do meeting. Who is the most... It's not even because we think he's most spiritual. We just know he's our leader. Yes. Especially universities, we just know who our leader is. It's just natural. We know who the leader is. It's churches like um, those days in my own school, churches like RCF, they will know who the leader is, but they want to prove that they have one spirit somewhere. They will now pick somebody everybody is not looking at so that it can be like his God. <laughs> they will now pick one bozo who does not know anything. And I say, God can use anybody. That whole year, people will be sleeping during service. They'll be sleeping. They're the real spiritual guy. They can carry it to prayer units. That one will do as if he's setting up another gang against the church. Well, Allah will start. The one who can lead it, just leave the person there. I told you about my fellowship many years ago. They made one guy. The guy that everybody was expecting was going to be the leader. They just called somebody else. Now, they were outside. They had called them outside, though. The general of ourselves was going to another them was there. But even outside, the new executives were, they pinched that guy who was meant to be the leader. I said, we well, no go great. They were speaking in tongues. They were meant to receive the new mountain. He said, this, this now, Juru. Now you. Now you be our leader. Now you. Yeah. It's always like that. In those days, Peter spoke. The thing we always land. We land. Why? Because it's easier that way. Am I preaching here? Always land on one. It's also a marriage. God has put it on the husband, right? Yeah, put it there. He put it on that office. We just land it on one, then everybody can watch. Are we together, friends? In those days, it was Peter who spoke. Then Peter said, Men and brethren, this scripture, maybe next week I'll come back to in those days Peter spoke, but let me come here. This, this is what I want to round off. Men and brethren, this scripture had to be fulfilled. This scripture had to be fulfilled. Which the Holy Spirit spoke before by the mouth of David. Now, when the Holy Spirit spoke it in the mouth of David, it was only documented. But now we can now say concerning Judas. Now, when David wrote it, he didn't write Judas' name. Wow. Are you together with me? But in the days of revival, scripture will come alive. We will not be putting names. Yeah. 
So you need to ask yourself, which name, which scripture am I fulfilling? Where is my name? I told you that the Bible teaching will happen. The event of life will now bring the scripture alive. So the event of life had happened here. And this scripture, boom, came alive. When we're in a season of revival, scripture comes alive. Hey, friends, so even over your life, eh, see, eh, one day you will find out the scripture upon which you are walking. You will find your scripture. It will be so real to you. With that scripture, you say you can use one scripture to reign over the whole earth. I'm te- oh my goodness. May God give you understanding. One scripture. One scripture. When your scripture dawn on you, you will just know the, the book you are in and the chapter and the verse and the powers of that book will begin to manifest in your life. That's what revival is. A scripture coming to life. Scripture coming to life. Men and bread, this particular scripture, how do you get to that point where you can say, this is where we are? He said, this is where we are. Friend, you, you, are, you are delivered from living the mundane. You are, you are delivered from the mundane. You are delivered from living like a mere man. I deliver you from the curse of living like a mere man. There's a scripture that's your mate. There's a scripture that was written about you. A scripture. It's called my life. He said, this scripture is being fulfilled. Which the Holy Spirit spoke before the mouth of, Je- of David concerned you. Who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. Now, the scripture, we are coming back here. Give me, read, next verse. We're coming back to this verse. For he was numbered with us, obtained a part in this ministry. Now, this man purchased a few with the wages of iniquity and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle of all, in the middle and all his entries gushed out. And it became known to all those who were in Jerusalem so that, so that field is called in their own language, Akel Dama, that is field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his dwelling place be desolate. Let not, no one live in it. Let another take his office. So that ordinance, I've been breathing in scripture, revival brought it alive. And this was how they were able to add another apostle into the number. So listen to me. This scripture was going to... Are we talking here? Now, this... Hear me, friend. This scripture was going to come alive. Another person was going to be joined to the 12. A new destiny and a new season was going to open. Friends, for this scripture to come alive, check out all the events that happened. The events that happened are very sorrowful events. They were not beautiful events that opened the scripture. The events that open the scripture are on a sad event. It's the event of Jesus' death, event of Jesus' resurrection, the, the, the event of Jesus' betrayal. Are you together with me? Very nasty things. The event of the hiding of the apostles, rejection of the apostles. But all this terrible event was going to open the church to a new season. Are we preaching here? That it was the, it's, it's, go back to 16. He said it was the one who guided those. That will what betray Jesus. Now you would have an assumption that if all these negatives will happen, the end will be negative. No. Sometimes it takes a dark event to usher us into a new light. Now don't miss this. 
This is why God said I should come to service today. This is what God said I should say. Don't miss it. That don't think that a dark event will mean a dark ending. A dark event might be the end of a chapter to introduce a new chapter of life. Because God told me that there are a lot of you who are going through a dark phase. And I've come to say to you that that dark phase is not the end of your face. It's the end of a face. And it's the introduction of new bishopric, of new light, of new season, of new power, of new glory. This dark event. Give me the microphone. I have one. Praise God. Now, this dark event is not the summary of your life. It is the ending of a face. I said to you, it's the ending of a face. And guess what? Even though you didn't plan it, even though you didn't want it, it was prophesied in the books. And the reason for this prophecy is that a new dimension is about to be introduced. It says it's bishopric. Let another take. We're about to add a new flow, a new experience, a new dimension. I speak to you by the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Your dark season is not your last season. It's the last season of a former season. A new season is opening over you. There is somebody here. The last thing I said to you, your womb is opening up. Your womb is opening up. I said the opening of your womb for God is introducing seed. Introducing seed into your stomach. And that seed that will come from God will bring vindication and validation over your life. And the child that you carry is a holy child. The child that you carry is a holy child. And it's for the transformation and the redemption of the earth. I say to you that you are stepping into a glorious season. You are stepping into the days scripture has been fulfilled in your in your eyes. The angels are dispatched. The tomb has been taken away. Resurrection is going on. Your dark season is just an introduction into a season of light, a season of glory, a season of power. I dare announce to you, a new you is coming out. A new you is arising. There is a new champion. A butterfly is coming out. This death is not eternal. This death is temporal. Resurrection o'clock is what I hear.
dit la bouche que bonne. Il a dit la bouche. Aïe, Adala, Bessina et Kadoshka. Machetolo Borogodis. Aïe, Adala, I see you rising. You are rising. I hear Jesus say, Mashado do Bogodi. Aradobo Sheketeledi. Ayarabo Kotomo Sharabadi. Le Kotomo Sie Tabaya. Sheledes. Ala dele boko doro boko siya baya. Hey! Maradoso koto lo bosha. Ele ketele bo siya. Ara katala besh. Jesus said he's only asleep. Whatever the enemy thought was dead in your life, this is not death. This is sleep. And he says, let's go and wake him up. Let's go and wake him up. Tonight, the glory of the Lord is resting upon you. Resting upon your condition. is not dead he's asleep Jesus said let's go wake him up let's go wake him up what the enemy thought was dead thus hear the Lord it's not dead Hallelujah. Let's be on our feet as we bring this service to a close. 
I don't know about woman. I don't know God is speaking to you. The woman on the black, God is speaking to you. I don't know. There is a seed in your belly. I don't know, but there is a seed in your belly. That child that will come from you, there is a child of destiny that God is speaking to me about that he is putting in your belly and it's going to be a child of glory. It's going to be a child of glory. It's going to be a child of power. The Lord is giving you seed. The Lord is giving you seed. He's putting a child in your belly. He's putting a glorious child. The children coming out of your belly are for signs and wonders that are particular. The Spirit of God is going to be upon them. As the days and the nights are sure, so it's so sure is the word that I'm releasing to you. There is a seed. And, And I hear compensation. I don't know what it means. But the Lord is compensating you with seed. And and it's going to shut the mouth of those who who are unbelievers, who refuse to believe. For the Lord is doing wonders with you and is going to use you to confound the naysayers, the unbelievers, the doubters, the refuters. Those who have refused the way of the Lord. God will use you to confound them. Aradina Moshkabaya. I want to announce to some of you, you are going through moments that are not palatable. The Bible speaks about this moment. It was initiated via betrayal. It spoke about Judas who guide those who were to betray Jesus, to guide those who arrested Jesus. That was, the, that was the word the Lord gave to me. He says, when you are in a revival, revival is, is it um, betrayals precede revivals. Betrayals, death experiences, disappointments, they always precede revivals. And don't think the betrayals and the death experience is all that is. I tell you the truth, light is here already. There is a light, there is, there is, there is, there is, there is a, a season that God is opening up that will not even look as though you hung on the cross. It won't even look as though you were ever on the cross because the glory of God is taking over. And the Lord says, stay close to me, stay close to me. Prophesy, speak in no other tongues. Allow me to, he says, for the joy that was set ahead of Jesus, he despised the shame. He endured the cross. Despise the shame. For there is a job that is set ahead of you. Whenever the Lord is going to move, the enemy will move first. And now you have seen the movement of the enemy. But it's now time for you to see the movement of the Lord. I prophesy as the servant of God. And I say you shall now see the hand of the Lord. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I prophesy. I release a decree that you have seen what Satan can do. You have seen what men can do. But I release a word of power that you shall now see what God will do. And as I'm releasing this word, the anointing of God is coming upon some of you. 
the glory of God is hitting some of you. The, the world is entering your spirit. I say that you have seen what Satan can do. You have seen what men can do. You have seen the betrayals of men. The, 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 the works of Satan. The works of men. But I stand as the prophet of God. I stand as the servant and the messenger of God. That from this very moment, you shall now see the finger of God. You shall see the hand of God. You shall see the day of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I pray for you. The Lord keep you. The Lord hold you close. The Lord will preserve you. I pray for you. The enemy will not take you out. You will not know despair. You will not be destroyed. Though you pass through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. Yeah. His rod and his staff, it will comfort you. Yeah. When you testify, you would have become a giant. Yeah. You will not testify as a weakling. Yeah. You will testify as a giant the grace, the strength, the joy to pull through in righteousness and in peace. The Lord grant it to you. The grace to pull you out. The Lord releases it upon you. Your story is ending well. Heaven will have the last life. The enemy is defeated. You can as well go ahead and rejoice. Yeah.